if you go, go on YouTube, you can watch it for yourself. It's called Make Friends. And actually, uh, this is the result of, uh, of a work called uh, Elijah Institute. It's from Israel. And um, they talk about getting all the religion together and tolerating and learning from other religions. Basically, that was. And that doing that, you will be enlightened and you will grow in your relations and so forth. The only thing from these meetings, and um, it will have good, being good to have a sound, there's nothing mentioned about Jesus. And if you go and mention that, you will not be welcome. And Jesus and the Bible. And uh, the only thing is, uh, uh, the way they, uh, they portray that was that will bring peace and happiness in the world and unity. We, we won't fight that much. And uh, if you look in the news, nowadays it looks like we are so divided. Uh, there is a, seem to be a difference between different genders, political orientations, it seems like we cannot get along, and uh, we know what the solution uh, the people will think to be. And uh, actually, I think this is very prophetic. Shows what uh, what we can expect in the future when you go against this kind of a spirit of let's get together and be friends with one another and not talk down another religion or criticize and so forth. And uh, the sad part is this lack of unity uh, is manifested even in our church, if you know it or no, but uh, maybe that's why, uh, and I had on my uh, slideshow something to show that uh, in London there were different uh, union, not union, uh, what's higher than the union, uh, divisions that they work together and they put up a meeting about the need of unity and uh, in London they meet but they were the most liberal division and of course they were talking about that we will be united <laughs> if we will accept all the others opinions and woman ordination and all that and not criticize and if we get on board with that and uh, basically, uh, those people that promote that kind of a unity, they believe that they do the work of the Martin Luther, of re reformation. And, uh, and I had there <clears throat> uh, what the uh, La Sierra University, let me try, I'll, I'll try to. La Sierra University just hold a meeting ordaining some uh, a lady pastor. And I'll just read the description of her credentials. And, uh, and I would uh, like us to consider if we can get united and be the, the one with uh, this kind of things that are happening in the church. All right, let me... 
So uh, La Sierra University, uh, and this is an article, article that was uh, published in one of the Adventist magazines about what happened at La Sierra University. And uh, okay. And I'll read you what they they uh, they wrote in the article about the lady that was uh, ordained as a pastor. And uh, we can see what uh, we can expect. So here is a, the, a little bit short about what happened. On Saturday, June 24, La Sierra University Church and the Southeastern California Conference of Seventh-day Adventists confirmed the, the call of Beverly Maravilla to gospel ministry with ordination. Born in Los Angeles, she came from a family that was a Catholic and accepted the Adventist message. And there is something about the lady that they ordained to be a pastor. Beverly Maravilla attended public high school and participated in competitive theater for more than seven years. At La Sierra University, she started as to study psychology, but then uh, she st- uh, was convinced to study religious study and uh, finished that program. Uh, she continues uh, to participate in improving acting. He's an aspiring powerlifter. And if that were not enough to set her apart, Maravilla might be the first Adventist pastor to be ordained with a nose piercing. That's what the article says. So uh, they think it's a background, it's a, uh, it's a, Breaking ground for uh, for us to advance and become more inclusive and accepting. And I would just say, you know, if you go and tell those people we cannot do those things, the Bible speak against those people will smell will melt like snowflakes when you tell them that that's not biblical and we should follow the Bible injunction. So I like to see, and you know, those people that push for unity. They use the prayer of Jesus in 1717 about unity. You know, the Pope called the people that resist unity and that they are diverse and separate, that uh, diversion and separation is from Satan. But uh, I would like to see what the Bible says about unity and how can we get that kind of unity that the heaven will approve. So basically, uh, this was just the background about the movement to have unity, but this unity is based on, uh, is not on the truth and, and, and what God wants us to be. And you know, I know it's, it's the human heart that needs to be uh, changed and renewed by the Holy Spirit that will understand what the issues are. The sad part is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not that pleasant to be told you are wrong and you have to change. And, uh, I was talking with a lady that was an Adventist, and but she became a Methodist. And I asked her, uh, "What do you think about coming back to the Adventist Church and you know joining back? Uh, what the truth is?" 
Oh, and she told me, you know, you Adventists, you have too many rules. <laughs> and the rules are not important. More important is relationship. That's what she said. Relationship. And I was thinking, what should I tell that lady? But I said, you know, but for relationship, you need to have rules to work. <laughs> if you have no rules, the relations will, be, uh, uh, will not work. I mean, you go in the park, you see park rules. They have rules there. Where you cannot do whatever you want in a park. You go to a pool, there are rules. There are rules everywhere. The rules are not bad. Actually, I was thinking, to, but the lady was not open to discussion. The problem is not the rules. If the rules are good and Bible-based, that's the problem we should ask. And uh, for a relationship to work, we need rules. And But, but here is, uh, let's see what Jesus said about this unity and uh, his work and how we can achieve that. And um, we'll start something that Jesus said about what he came to do in, uh, in Luke chapter uh, 12. If you have your Bibles, let's read uh, Luke chapter 12, verses uh, 51 to 53. And here is Jesus speaking about... Uh, his work to be accomplished by him on this earth. Luke chapter 12, verses 51 to 53. Suppose ye that I come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father. The mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. We saw, we see here Christ said that, you know, he, uh, he will bring division. And, uh, I'm sure most of us have experienced something of that. When you decide to follow God, you'll have to leave some things behind. Sometimes it might mean friends, uh, but bad habits and so forth. And uh, that will uh, bring the division. Because some people will not like that, and they will work to hinder you and... I mean, if I'm looking at my own experience, you know, when you start walking with the Lord, you stop doing certain things that you were doing. And there is a process that starts taking place. Maybe you had friends that knew you before, and they see you stop doing that, and they knew that you kind of were converted and you start following the Lord. And so their conscience will be kind of being enlightened also that maybe it's not right what they are doing. And the problem is instead of kind of investigating for themselves and see uh, maybe, you know, they should change those things, um, they will kind of go against their conscience and their guilty conscience and uh, either will not be friends to you or will give you a hard time. That's what, uh, you know, when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, if you resist it, you know, you'll have a hard time to sleep until you... But 
to have sleep, if you don't want to repent, you will try to quiet that conscience. And uh, that's the work of uh, people that resist the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we see here Christ said that these things will manifest in the family. And uh, it's a very sad reality, but that's uh, what happens, you know, when somebody refuses to follow the Lord. And what happened? And there will be division between... Uh, and it happened on the earth. The first family had a, a division there between the two sons. One chose to follow Jesus and uh, kind of bring the sacrifice that he knew they would bring. And the other brother chose the opposite. And that's where the division started. And uh, the one that tried to force the other to one, Cain tried to force Abel in rebellion and in what system of worship he set up. And uh, and uh, he did not follow him, and he was killed by his brother. And this is a, a very sad reality, but uh, that's... Uh, what is uh, happening in our world. And I like to look at here about the need of us when we follow Christ to, to separate. You know, when God called Abraham in, in Genesis chapter 1, actually in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house. So God had to call him out of his country. He had to leave. So national barriers are not good. Sometimes they might keep you. And then from his kindred, out from the, uh, all the relatives, and then from the family. He had to get out. So God could give him the pure system of worship and help him then through that to be a blessing to all the world. But first he had to be separated because those things will hinder him and God had to call him out. And uh, the same uh, happened when God uh, chose Israel and called them out. And uh, we know that uh, they didn't fulfill God's promise. And, uh, and we know that... Uh, Uh, all the time there is a, this pressure to compromise the truth so it's got, not going to be division. And sometimes we have to be wise about what we should do and in that situation or not. But I'd like to look a little bit in what happened to Jesus when Jesus was here on the earth. And in the Gospel of John, there is three instances when there was a division among the people because of Jesus and what he did. And I'd like to look a little bit there what was happening and uh, learn something from, from that. In John chapter 7, uh, here the Bible call, says that there was a division among the people because of Jesus. And uh, let's read John chapter 7. And here... Uh, Jesus clearly says that he was sent of, by God and he came to preach the truth and so forth. You can read that. Uh, and um, he challenged some of the, their beliefs about the Sabbath. 
But in, in John chapter 7, verse 41, uh, actually it's verse 30, 43, it says that, So there was a division among the people because of him. You know, Christ came to bring peace, and here we see there was division. What do you think caused that division among the people? Some people didn't want to accept what Jesus was saying, and they were resisting, and some others accepted, and so the division started there. And uh, it's a sad reality, you know, because of Jesus, there was a division. Because people did not accept him, and they resisted him and what he said. Okay, the next instance, it's in John chapter 9, and uh, verse 16. And here is uh, the miracle when Jesus healed that blind man. That, uh, and here is 9 and verse 16. Uh, Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. So the, the question was there uh, about the Christ miracles. about, And that is that proving that Christ was God or not? And uh, some said, yeah, it cannot be done, that miracle, if Christ is not sent of God. Some other resisted that, and that's where the division came. And the same will happen to us if you claim, you know, Christ is of God and he's the truth. And uh, some people resist that and that will bring division. And the next instance is in John chapter 10 and verse 19. John chapter 10 verse 19. And here Jesus talks about he being the good shepherd and nobody can come to God but through him and so forth. And in verse uh, 19, it says that there was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. There was a division among the Jews for these sayings. So for what Christ said, there was a division among them. And that's what happened with us. You know, when you study the Bible and you discover something, if you want to follow it, you will see results around. You, you tell people, I cannot do that because the Bible said so. And that might bring division. And the sad part is that might bring division even in the church and among us. It shouldn't be that way, but uh, that's the truth. It's, and we know that uh, in the world, as we can see, there will be efforts to bring all of us and be united. But for that, you have to let aside doctrine and Truth and basically, uh, true unity cannot be obtained if you don't have the truth. What does the Bible says about us worshiping God? We have to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So, if there is no truth, you cannot really worship God. So, it's very important to make sure that that's truth when you do something, and. Uh, the work of the Holy Spirit is to guide us in some of the truth, in all the truth. So if you are guided, you will be guided in, in all the truth. The, the sad part is some will be, resist, and then it's going to bring a division. And uh, 
it might happen in the family, and that's going to be very painful. We know in the end time, it talks about the union. And there, there is going to be, it's not necessarily a new world order, that's not necessarily. But they will have one mind about returning back to God and having one day of worship. Let's read uh, what the Bible says in, in uh, Revelation chapter 17. And it talks there that uh, there will be a group of people that will be united. And they will be of one mind. And uh, in chapter 17, verse uh, 13. Revelation 17, verse 13. These have one mind. And shall give their power and strength unto the beast. We see here there's going to be a unity into a certain aspect. And that is to give power unto the beast. And all the people that will not, they will be persecuted based on what the Bible says. And we see now here some of this spirit that is working. And you know, if you go just with your feelings, they have lots of truth in what they say that you know, they say, you know, we are human beings. We have the same need and we have the same aspiration. And, you know, uh, religion is the one that kind of, uh, you know, puts us all together. But, you know, you believe that way, you believe the other way. Let's just get and learn from one another. But that's, you know, that's the problem when you go and tell them, I cannot go and study what that book it says on that because it's not based on the truth. That will kind of uh, not be that well accepted in today's society. And, in, and uh, I know I had a friend, he gave me a book to read. <laughs> and he asked me, did you read that book? I said, no, no. And he kind of pressured me to give him the reason why. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he asked me a question. Well, is that too hard for you to understand or, <laughs> or something like that? I said, no, no. And... Uh, I kind of felt I shouldn't tell him the reason because he will not accept. But then he, he pressured me and I told him, you know, honestly, I don't read books that are not written by Adventists. Uh, unless if it's an old book and the people do not know. But, you know, if it's a recent book written and they do not see the truth of the Sabbath, I cannot trust my judgment to see their thinking because I know they might be very wrong and mistaken. And I told him, for me, it's very plain and simple. You don't need to be a theologian to understand which day is the right day of worship. And I told him, where the law is, there's no confusion, especially God's law. Human laws, yeah, there is. You need a lawyer to explain. But with God's law, he's very plain and simple and specific, even that his law is very broad and well completed. But it's easy to understand which day is, is the day of worship. The Bible clearly says the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. So there's no too much to talk about, not too much theology. And in the end time, we know that this will be the issue. And that's going to bring division and uh, will bring uh, persecution and so forth. We see now the, the, you know, all this turmoil in the world, it's kind of boiling us more to want, let's get together and let's be. And the only thing is they will not get together on the right uh, principles and on the truth. And if you go and, and you speak against, 
you'll be labeled and you'll be seen. If you tell them, you know, this is Babylon, <laughs> that's going to be an insult. Of course, you need very much wisdom and uh, you, you have to be wise as serpent. And in a sense, like doves, when you have to tell them that this is... But somehow we will have to speak up. And You know, when Christ talked with the lady uh, uh, at the well in John chapter 4, you know, he revealed to her that she lives in sin, and she tried to get into one of these religious debates. <laughs> oh, do you say this way and that? And, you know, Christ had told her plainly about the difference between their religion and that, and... She was not offended, and she accepted Christ's rebuke. Uh, let's read John chapter 4. Uh, in verse, uh, verse 19 uh, downward. John chapter 4, verses 19 downward. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our father worship in this mountain, and he say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So she tried to talk about religion, which one is the right religion and that. And Christ had just told her plainly the truth. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Christ had told him, you, you worship what you don't know. And... Uh, the lady had accepted his testimony, and she continued to talk. But uh, uh, And here Christ clearly says, salvation is of the Jewish. And if you will go in this ecumenical uh, movement, and you will tell them about the need to follow the Bible and Jesus Christ, and that he's the only one, many will, uh, will, uh, will not like it. And there's going to be a division. We know that everyone will have to choose parts in this. And uh, the world will be divided, those that follow Jesus and those that do not follow. It's already happening. We see this division taking place <clears throat> even among ourselves. You know, uh, they uh, reject the spirit of prophecy, those people that push, that will help us to, you know, settle all our differences if we will just follow her because she made it very plain and everything is very clear about what truth is. If it's hard to understand, she helped us to make it more, much plainer. And uh, my prayer is that um, we'll be wise not to be the cause of division <laughs> uh, because of our unchrist-like character. And, uh, but... Uh, we need wisdom from God to, to be able to stand for the truth when this pressure of uniting us will kind of come upon. It's happening in the church because many choose this world and want to follow Jesus, and that's not possible. And uh, we see them also that, uh, you know, they talk about the need of unity, but not based on the Bible. 
And if the Bible says that a woman should not have authority over a man, that for me, it's, you don't need a theologian to understand that. And I know some people who come with arguments that you, you will listen to them where these arguments will lead to, but we see the results now happening more and more. And my prayer for all of us is that we will choose to be on the side of Christ and nothing will separate and uh, let the division come, but uh, not because of us. Amen.